0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another overcast day in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Alistair Macrone, Director of Premier Education, an independent organization specializing solely in education recruitment. Alistair, Hello.
1: Hello, Matthew.
0: How are you? I am well. Thank you very much for coming on the program today. Uh, Now, normally, uh, we'd go directly into the subject of leadership. But considering the ongoing COVID situation, we should start there. Now, the Prime Minister spoke last night saying that we are re-entering some of the restrictions we had prior. Uh, How has uh, the uh, previous restrictions affected your business? And how are the future restrictions going to impact you?
1: Well, the first part um, for the first six months has been very, very hard uh, because schools, even though they were still open, um, there was not many children in, Um, so we've we've, uh, had to fill off quite a few people, and it's been uh, really tough. For the second part, for what was last night, um, we've already made an adjustment of people uh, working from home or. Partially working from home, so we're, we're set up for that. Um, so it's just a case of resetting it up and tweaking it, and then just uh, and just running with it and seeing uh, yeah, seeing how we get on. Really,
0: do you feel that this is going to have a permanent impact on your business?
1: It's um, it's not going to have a permanent impact, but. Um, it, we we seem as though we're fighting with one hand, one hand be, behind our backs, really. Um, so, it's, you know, we're able to operate in business similar to pre-COVID. Um, we've been quite busy the last two weeks, but it—it it is, yeah, it's just it's having COVID in the back of your mind and are your people safe? Are people safe going to school? Um, it, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's just something in the back of our minds and making sure that we're we're doing everything correctly. But I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be permanent, but I think it's here until um they get a vaccine from somewhere and a vaccine that works really.
0: Now of course we are here to discuss the concept of leadership. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Um, to me it's about um getting people to buy into uh, what you're trying to achieve as a business, uh, what your vision is, um, what your ethos is. Uh, For for ourselves, we work with uh, skills private nurseries. Um, It's a serviced industry, so we focus very uh, hard on trying to make sure that we're delivering a great service, putting the right people in the right place. And you need a certain skill set to do um, recruitment. So it's tra- it's trying to one, get the right people, um, and then two, trying to get them to buy in, communicate um, where we're going, how things how things have been and you know, in the um, in the last few But it's also helping people, you know, that want to develop their careers as well. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity for Um, people come in maybe done a little bit in recruitment or done other things and uh, we've had people go on to uh, um, you know get uh, managerial roles after being a recruitment consultant uh, you know in in our business.
0: Now of course leadership uh, is a learned behaviour. How did you learn yours? What is uh, the Predominating influence on uh, the way you are. Say, did you have a particular role model, or have you been shaped more by circumstance?
1: Um, well, I'm very much into. Um, I'm very much into, sport, um, and um, I also have a. Um, I've studied the special forces for many years, so I've. Uh, um, I think, Alex Ferguson. Um, Manchester United um, you can pick up uh, Sir Clive Woodward in Rugby Union subs so uh, and, and the All Blacks um, so I've studied how they've worked um, as a team and, uh, and, and when you've managed to get a good team together that you can get um, you know success um, as a business as a as a team I think my role models my grandfather he used to be a a sheep dealer back in the 1950s um, and very savvy person. My dad um, was a a farmer and we had a lot of farms. So I I always revert back to maybe some of my experiences previous. And then also um, I work with a great colleague, Claire. Um, So we sort of divide our roles. Um, She's also, very, you know, she's very good with uh, people skills. Um, so, yeah, we work uh, we work as a team uh, together.
0: Now, of course, one of the uh, most difficult aspects of leadership can be dealing with conflict. Um, how do you resolve conflict? What's your method?
1: Um, I'm quite straight. My own way of working, I'm quite straight to the point and quite um, honest with people. And uh, sometimes that uh, doesn't go down too well. Um, But uh, if we do uh, have a conflict, you know, we have to be able to air our views and also listen to um, the other side and see, you know, what's the reason behind um, the conflict. The conflict's probably behavior um of what you know I can give one or two examples of behavior of people who've um not got their behaviors aligned with what we're expecting as a company um and it's a case of you know we'll try and sort things out uh, to start with but if a certain behavior carries on uh, then you know we'll have a sit down and we'll try and uh, um yeah try and get it uh, sorted and get an understanding for why it's happening, because it has a, a knock-on effect for the other team members as well. Um, mm.
0: And what is the single most important trait of a leader, of a good leader, that is? Um, I think com- commu- open communication.
1: And it's open communication or it's set an, exa- set an example. I think that, I don't think there's one specific um, I've come from a, a farming background, so I'm um, heavily involved in trying to get business. Uh, speaking with schools, I'm doing um, the same role as we expect of a recruitment consultant. So I have to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm working as hard or harder than uh, other people, setting the example. Um, but I think it's yeah, it's also communication and. Uh, Um, trying to be fair with people.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is drawing to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Premier Education?
1: Um, Well, I think after what we've had this last two days with uh, the PM and his advisors, I think it looks like the, the sort of next three to six months is going to be challenging. Um, we're finding that with our clients, that some schools they've been booking more at the start of this term. Um, so we're hoping that we could be uh, we could be busy, but everything just hinges um, on on the government direction in college going. We we just have to. I think it's uh, I read um, General Montgomery's biot- biot- biography in in January, and it was a case, you know, of always planning, always having to tweak the plans, and and we're sort of, as a business, we're having to uh, um, keep doing that daily or weekly.
0: Well, Alistair, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the program today. It's been a pleasure to have you, and of course we have to have you back at some point in the near future, but for now, Alistair, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. That was Alistair McCrone, Director of Premier Education. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Scott Chalner's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst. Lord Blunkett, welcome. Thank you
2: very much. It's very good to be with you.
0: Um, Well, of course, uh, nothing is being said uh, at the moment other than COVID-19, which uh, we must touch on.
2: chains and how we would cope. And without, uh, obviously, we've got enough fear and anxiety to last a lifetime without creating even more anxiety. We can think about those things for the future in a more rational way, I think.
0: Now, aside from the physical uh, threat of the virus, one of the things that people are vastly worried about is the effect on uh, the economy, not just national economy, but also the world economy. Um, Now, it it has been said by certain parties, um, and uh, I'd like to garner your uh, thoughts on this. Is there a danger of the effects of the lockdown being even worse than those of the virus?
2: Were it to be prolonged, I fear that that balance would tip the other way. It is about proportionality. It is about balance. It's the wisdom of solomon really to to get the moment right when you start to move and then to move quickly there's no doubt whatsoever that we are stocking up not just on the economic and employment front which will be devastating enough but on the health and social well-being front enormous challenges and they will need careful handling because there's a lot of people whose lives for a variety of reasons are at risk in the future on a scale that we've been dealing with over the the immediate handling of the pandemic concentrating really hard on those affected by COVID-19 those sadly who have died or been seriously incapacitated that will roll over into the Economic, the social, the mental health, and cultural well being of the nation. And that will need all of us to pull together as well.
0: Absolutely. Now, do you believe the government's doing enough for business?
2: I think that the speed of reaction, once the scale of the pandemic was clear, was very good. I've praised Ricky Sudat for his action. Uh, remember, a chancellor who had only just come into office